Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Military Life Podcast, a podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports, informs and embraces the spouses beside the military members by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Want to join a bank that just gets Defence Life? Defence Bank is one of Australia's largest customer-owned banks. They have 33 on-base branches across Australia, an award-winning banking app that allows you to do all your banking wherever and whenever you want. And with products and services tailored for ADF members and Defence spouses, you'll wonder why you didn't join sooner. Visit defencebank.com.au today and see how easy your banking can be. Welcome to the podcast, Julia from The Home Post. Thanks for having me again, Beck. Like you mentioned, you've been on the podcast a few times. So you're a seasoned podcaster now and seasoned guest of the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Three or four podcasts now. So maybe if we can get started by you giving us a snapshot of your defense partner experience to date. Oh, that's an interesting one. We met 10 days out from deployment and that was now 10 years ago. Then we did three years unrecognised member with dependent unaccompanied, a sudden first relocation due to medical downgrade and a reconstructive surgery after that three years. And then no sooner than he medically upgraded and returned to deployment status, he deployed. During that time, I brought our first house solo, moved into that house solo. So he came home to a brand new house. And then we spent two years reintegrating to go back MWDU during the two years of the COVID-19 pandemic. And now here we are again, reunited and not doing MWDU. So you've had a bit of a snippet of all aspects of defence life. You've done the long distance at the start. You've done a deployment. You've gotten your communication skills on point with being apart and separated from each other and MWDU, reintegration, all of the different aspects of defence life. Obviously, you've had this well-rounded spouse experience so far in the 10 years that you have been a spouse. What have been some of the main challenges you've faced and, and and the gaps that you've found because when we become a spouse, we don't get this manual on how to be a spouse and we don't get these step-by-step guides on what to do in this situation or how to reintegrate or how to be MWDU. What have been some of the main challenges you faced? I soon found that everything was challenging, but I say that now in hindsight, because until about four years ago, I didn't realize how challenging it actually was. I had this funny time where for a while, certainly not now, I don't look back on it and think the same way, but I used to look on it like when I did my first relocation, I left uni and it was so liberating to not have my head in textbooks and be pulling all nighter studying a law degree anymore. I kind of didn't worry about the fact that I had left that law degree one year from complete. I just got on with life and I enjoyed the solitude away from friends and all the drama because the friendship group I had had was still the high school gang. And then a couple of years ago, I had a very scary incident happen while he was deployed and I didn't have anybody in location to call. And I climbed into bed with the most severe concussion of my life and went straight to sleep, which is the number one thing you should never do when you have a concussion. And there was nobody to check on me. There was nobody to call. I just had to push on. And that's when I started to realize that the way I'd thought about the previous six years wasn't right. 
it wasn't about enjoying the solitude and just pushing on and getting through things like you need your village and it's when I really started to pay attention to the processes and what we didn't get in defense life I didn't get supported when I relocated I didn't get told about the partner employment assistance program after that I became a carer immediately upon that relocation. There was no support during that two years. His first appointment, there was no support during that. I was only lucky that I did have a friend serving in the RAF at that point. And when I was hiring removalists at our cost, he was like, no, you're entitled to this. You've brought your own home in location. There's this thing called Pac-Man. So what I found challenging is the fact that there was no information, no processes, no welfare checks, no, no nothing other than silence. That realisation that things didn't need to be this hard and that there actually was different things in place or things that you were entitled to or able to access, but it was just knowing about them or knowing which clause to read in Pac-Man and which person to email with that clause or whatever the case may be. But it wasn't until you realised that it's not normal, like you said, to get into bed after being concussed and not have anyone to call because you're just used to being alone or used to just getting on with things because you just have to figure it out as a defence partner. Yeah, it's not normal at all. And it was very scary. And I tell this story to people all the time now, partners, and they say, until somebody poses that question, you've just asked me about who my emergency contact is, what I've organised, what I've got in place. I never even thought of that. So it was that one incident that pushed you to think about starting your own business. Can you tell us about how that is going to be supporting fellow spouses and defence families and what that business is? I'm a natural organiser. I think I was born organised. I'm committed to processes. I love process documents and details. The details matter and the list ticking when you write out your list of what you're going to do today or what your action game plan is. I love ticking things off the list. It's my favourite thing in the world. But life as a defence partner for the last 10 years has been more challenging and definitely not as supported or organised as I'd like. My journey as a defence partner has been through the dark. I recognise that my story is just another and no exception and hence why I have created the Home Post to help and support defence partners and families develop the clarity and confidence to navigate and manage all that comes with the post that is the Home Post. So over there I'll be combining my love of organising and all the details with purpose to build shareable and so desperately needed resources that will empower real defence family support. In real terms, that means for people like me and lots of other people that I speak to, because I don't know how this works out, but every defense partner that I speak to always seems to be, I'm a planner, I'm an organizer. I like to have things planned out. I like to know what's happening six months, 12 months from now, but they're a defense partner. And that's just not possible with defense life sometimes. But in saying that with smaller things, like when it comes to moving, I need to have a physical list of what do I need to do? What are my steps so that I know that when I'm overwhelmed with whatever's happening, that I can refer back to this and go, okay, well, I can have clarity with, I've made sure that I've cleaned the oven or I've made sure that I've contacted this person or I'm entitled to get an allowance for our pet transportation or whatever the case may be, but at least I've got something that can direct me and just make it that little bit easier. 
things like when you're moving, the checklist will include what are the rules around how quickly you become and assume responsibility for the pest treatment on the property. When does that stay DHA's issue and when does that become your issue as the tenant? What about the grout in the house? If you walk in and that grout is thick and it's black and it's overflowingly grimy or dirty, whose responsibility is it day one when you open the door to your brand new house to clean that grout? All of those little rules, all the things we don't think about that we didn't know about. And then when your partner gets told that they're deploying or they're going on an extended absence and you won't be able to have contact with them, what are all the little things that can make a difference to mean that if something goes wrong while they're gone, you've got a game plan? From the outside looking in, when we talk about who should be organising the pest control and someone needs to come and clean the mouldy grout, Those might seem like small things, but when they're combined with, I've just packed up my whole life and moved to this house that I may not have wanted to move into and was the only option for me. I've had to get kids settled. I don't have a job yet. Is this going to work for our family? Whatever is happening in your individual family and then the possibility of that defense member then deploying, going on exercise or whatever they're doing in their job. Those things matter. Those things, if you can avoid having to deal with those, then you should avoid having to deal with those. Absolutely. Those are the things that can be the tipping point between your brain telling you, I'm in trouble, I'm depressed or I'm not coping and you developing any kind of mental health conditions, you developing burnout as well. And your brain is just saying that could be the thing that tips you over and says, I don't have capacity to handle this. And then I hear a lot of partners say, oh, I had a catastrophic meltdown. No, you didn't. The reality is you don't have the capacity to handle everything and you shouldn't have to handle everything. There should be someone you can turn to or somewhere you can turn to, to give you some clarity and confidence and some comfort to know what to do, how to approach it, who are the key stakeholders and how quickly you should have expectations of something being resolved. And that you're not asking too much when you call the support organisations that exist and ask this question about my oven's not working, where do I put this call through to, like, especially for new partners, but not only for new partners, but also for seasoned partners. Like I'm 20 years in, my husband and I and our family have been living in the same property for 10 years because my husband has been doing MWDU for the last three postings. We haven't moved for a long time. So the next time that we do post somewhere, this will all be new to me. So I'll need these resources just as much as anyone else. Yeah, these aren't resources for the new spouse who's just joined Defence and stay two in service. These are resources for the whole community. And there's one thing I've learned in my 10 years as a partner, and it is that deployment two doesn't get easier because there was a deployment one. Relocating doesn't get easier. It gets harder. Each location is different. Each posting, each position is different. And you can sit here and think that you won't be that partner who's going to be wearing the carer's hat. It hasn't happened to you. You've been in for 20 years. But you can be that partner and you can be that partner overnight. And it happened to us last July again. We copped our fourth medical downgrade and it came out of the blue and it hit me like a rocket. Even though we've done this twice since I've been with him as a partner, I'm still learning things about the process now that I didn't know but should have known 
on the first medical downgrade and that one being when I was a new partner on my first relocation. Sometimes because we have done something a few times or it might not be the first deployment and it's not the first MWDU or time away, we can sometimes fall into that false sense of security because we think we've been there, done that. Last time it was okay. This time it'll be okay. But then we have new challenges come up. There might be, well, I haven't had to call the hotline before to get my husband pulled off a deployment before because of a critical medical incident, or I've had to go in for emergency surgery and I don't have anyone to call on to look after our kids. Or even if we don't have kids, someone still needs to care for me. Like all of those different situations that can happen don't necessarily happen on the first MWD or or whatever the case. There's always these new challenges that come up with these new areas of information that we need to access or new entitlements that we don't even know about because we've never had that situation happen to us before. I didn't think that I would be member with dependent, unaccompanied, during a pandemic, unable to access reunion travel as an entitlement because of border closures and it's the responsibility of state governments and that I would be at a point where I was needing to approach Defence Families of Australia to advocate for our families to get us access to that entitlement, to get my husband posted home early when his medical downgrade happened during that time with a closed border And I didn't think that I would be in that situation and becoming an additional needs partner myself because I now have a chronic debilitating injury myself. And then for him to come home and me to be wearing the carer's hat again, but this time my capacity to assist him as a carer is different. And that's what we're talking about here. Just because I've worn the carer's hat twice before doesn't mean that this third time is the same and it doesn't mean it's easier. It was actually harder and it burnt me out quicker this time. Also, now that you have more experience as a spouse and you've been through those different situations a few times, what's been the difference in your ability to cope with those situations because you've known, no, I am technically entitled to this, this and this, and this is the process and these are the people that I contact, as opposed to some of those initial challenges that you may have faced and you had no idea like relocating and organizing your own removalist organizing a removal through toll when I brought our owner occupier house that we're still in today. So I ended up saving several thousand dollars there and then informing my husband, hey, did you know that this is how it works? Because of course he'd never been through the process either. So he didn't know about the section of Pathman that gave that regulation. There's also being on the medical downgrade side now, third medical downgrade and this is when we found out about in-home services. I should say I found out about in-home services being accessible for members who are currently serving and not just transitioned members under DBA and how that works. And I taught my husband and he said, let me look into this. And sure enough, we were able to access a gardener and a cleaner because our own injuries prevented us from being able to do that for each other. And then I've been able to share that information out to other families now, including starting a defence partner and carers Facebook group and now that information is in there and as we go through and we learn more about the medical process I've become a real list ticker for making sure right these are all the points that everybody needs to know and then I'm formulating that into checklists and process documents so if you cop that curveball of a medical downgrade it's not about what your injury is it's about what you're entitled to how you go about getting it who you contact If you're like us last year and you need an early posting home as a result of whatever the situation is, who do you go to? How do you contact DFA? 
what do you not take no for as an answer? Who can go to who in the hierarchy when they get told no, but you want to push further? So all of those things and the spouse ingenuity pouring into these shareable resources. I can already see so many situations where I could have used processes and procedures or a checklist or just a simple spreadsheet or like just give me something that shows me the steps I need to take for this because I will follow those and I'll know that I'm doing all that I can in that situation. And it's awesome that you're creating that business and you're going to go forward and help people with all those areas and those gaps and those challenges. Why should a spouse be having to create that business? to take on a project like this, for this to become my passion project that I've been working on in the background for over 12 months now. It's not about the fact that it's unpaid, but it's obviously if I'm going to do this and the time and commitment that it requires, then I need to be able to have this as income or I need to be able to get some backing to continue to invest into this for the community. And there are already organisations set up that should be making those investments and they should have the capital to pour into projects like this and when they don't have that well a red flag is raised would it not be easier to go to those organizations and say look I found these gaps this is what I've found has helped or you could adjust your communication to be this or you could provide this to spouses and defense members or maybe you should be going about this way like why not approach the organizations that should be providing that support and assistance to people I'd love for somebody to be able to tell me how I can work with those organisations to achieve together. I've tried to give them new ideas and nothing's come from it. That two-month process to get your husband back and to have all of that actually put in place and happen, that had an impact on your mental health. And that's coming from someone who knows more about the processes and procedures that are in place. You're the Pac-Man queen kind of thing. Like you're the person that people send messages to or turn to or get referred to when it comes to where do I find this in Pac-Man or what should I do in this situation? Who should I go to? What's the relevant procedure or what should I be falling back on when it comes to dealing with these organizations and actually getting action on my challenge or my issue to have people that don't have the relevant information or the confidence, the thought of those people going through those procedures or those processes and having that impact when you're one of the most educated and informed on those inner workings of those organizations and it still impacted you, that just seems crazy. I sit here and think, I know that I am a strong person and I know that everybody who knows me knows that I am a strong person. I don't back down from a fight. You might be able to take the girl out of law school, but you can't take the lawyer out of the girl. But to know that absolutely crushed me last year and that my story, my experience, our story and experience is not the exception. That's powerful. That lights a fire in my stomach because that right there is a narrative that needs to change. It takes a lot of time and effort and passion to juggle working full time. You have another job happening that you need to pay the bills while all this is happening. You also have the carer role, like you've mentioned, and your own physical challenges. Can you talk about the juggle that it's been to get the home post up and running off the ground and to go forward and I guess research everything and get the information and go through the different processes and procedures and get everything happening alongside all the stuff that's going on in your life? 
takes a lot of time and I had actually got to a position last year where I was going to put the home post out there and then we copped that medical downgrade and I didn't see it coming and I didn't know how much reintegration was going to knock me about because it had never done that before. It was nine months to come back from that and it still is very emotional and raw. I can still well up telling the story about it now, but it's a story that I do share and it's given me a sense of this vulnerability that I didn't have before, which makes it so much more relatable for people. I look at it and go, right, that's another tick on the list of things. It's another entry on that list that's 165 points long. When I started thinking about this, I didn't think that there was that much to tell people. And I thought, how do I build something out of this? I I know I want to help. I know I want to do something. I know that there's lots to be done. But how do I formulate a plan for what I can do when there's other people like yourself like Claire doing the co-work, co-play space. How do I do something? And I've spent the last two years working out what my plan was going to be, scrapping plans, putting things together, coming up with what is the plan for the home post today. And I had just pressed go on it last June, right before we got that medical downgrade. So People, if they've been over to the Home Post website, might have seen that it's been a little bit quiet there. Now the social media is ramping back up. It's undergone a facelift. The website has undergone a facelift too. And I'm at the point of being able to say, hey, work with me. This is what I've got to offer. This is what the Home Post is doing. But yeah, it hasn't come easy. It hasn't been an easy job. And I have thoroughly researched what everybody else who's advocating in our space or trying to provide assistance is doing because I was acutely aware of two things, both my own imposter syndrome and struggling with why me, why the home post, and then also wanting to make sure that nobody felt like their toes were getting trodden on and the home post wasn't coming in masquerading as something else that already existed, but just as a fresh version of it. So yeah, it's been a lot of work that's gone into the background, a lot of late nights. And I'm just thankful that my current job at the moment, they actually work closely with Defence. So I've been able to speak about my plans and get a lot of support from my current colleagues who continue to check in on me and were amazing while we were member with Dependent Unaccompanied during the pandemic. So they've been a great sounding board and very encouraging now that they understand Defence life like they didn't before to say like I can see why you're so passionate I can see why this is so needed and you know they're already following the journey on my social media and website. Nine out of ten defence spouses wish they found out about Defence Bank sooner. Okay I might have just made that up and they do sponsor my podcast but I've checked them out and I think they're worth a look just for their banking app alone. It's award-winning and currently has a rating of 4.8 out of 5 in both the app and Google Play Store. It does everything a big bank app does with cool features like fast same-day payments, card alerts and controls, pin change functionality, savings roundup, spend tracker, the list goes on. Oh and if you really want to go to a defence bank branch you can. There are 33 on-base branches across Australia. And with many of their branch staff a defence spouse or partner, you'll be talking to someone who just gets it. Banking as a defence spouse doesn't have to be hard. For more info, visit defencebank.com.au. You're going through that hard transition last year and trying to get your husband back and all of the different challenges that you've gone through. And then obviously building the home post and having to put it sort of on the back burner while everything was happening. 
you were still helping people on an individual basis. Like people were still messaging you because we do refer people onto you, like myself, other people within the space refer people onto you because we know that's a question for Julia because Julia would know that. So can you give us some examples of some of the ways that you've been quietly helping people in the background for the last couple of years? There's been partners that have been able to be contacted and connected with organisations that could not only help them, but their service members where they were struggling. There's been partners who've been able to push forward and get early discharge dates so that you don't have to linger in the system. If if this is an injury that you can't come back for, there's no point you having to linger for 12 months, then do the three-month medical discharge process, then we're at 15 months. What are those points that can speed that up? If your member doesn't have their claims in and it's the liability with DBA holding that up, how do we expedite that? Who do we go to? Is it the member service officer? Is it the veteran service officer? And then to be able to hear those stories and Another new partner put up a post about, well, we're technically member with dependent unaccompanied, but we've been this way for the whole 12 months of our relationship. We haven't lived together. We're in two different states. The policy doesn't allow us to become recognised. Is there any advice anyone can give me? How do we circumvent this policy? How do we tick the checkbox to say, well, we're the exception to that rule? And one of the partners who I had actually helped with something similar themselves in their first posting only three months ago tagged me in that just by name knowing that I would have an answer for that partner because that was something that I went through seven years ago and it's something that I'm advocating hard to change. There's lots of Facebook groups out there that people can ask questions in and we get other people's experiences or someone might have done this so why don't you try that kind of thing. What is different with the home post as opposed to someone just asking a question? What are they going to be getting that would be different to their spouse friend from next door giving them the advice? There will be a series of talks that I'm workshopping and preparing now in the group. So it'll be aimed around you just being able to sit at home nice and casually. You don't have to come on camera. Don't have to show your face if you don't want to. If you do want to, more than welcome to. But they'll be around these processes. So I'll be reaching out to organisations like Soldier On regarding how they fit into the transition and medical downgrade process, how they fit into the job seeking process. So organisations like Home Find Australia, where they fit in in terms of the in-home services and really bringing together what it is that they're there to assist you with and being able to ask questions and then you'll have a live feed directly to us for a Q&A to ask the questions that you have related to whatever that process is that is the topic. And then, of course, you'll get all of the blog posts and resources that are coming onto the home post as they drop as well. Things like helping you do your emergency readiness checklist There'll be things helping you navigate toll, helping you navigate putting in any claims for damages. If you haven't done it before, it might not be something that you're familiar with. There'll be things to help you with that transition and making sure that you're best prepared before you face a medical downgrade or you come to a decision yourself to transition from service and what you as a couple can put in place to make that transition easier. I always say to people, this is something in an area that you should never be underprepared for, but you can never be overprepared for either. How does the Medicare levy work? How does the higher income tax bracket and the Medicare levy work if I'm a defence member and I'm exempt from Medicare, but I have a partner? 
So just all of those little things that someone might not have talked to you about before. Another thing would be FBT. How does that function? What is that fringe benefits tax? So while I won't go into any financial advice, because that's absolutely not what I do, but just being able to explain to people what you're looking for in terms of weighing up whether this benefit would work for you. What is that question that you would ask a financial advisor to understand whether you're better off taking advantage of that entitlement and paying the FBT or not. People like myself, I get messages about the same types of questions that people have, but there's just no resources to direct people to other than obviously the official stuff. But the official stuff is really hard to understand sometimes. Like you just want it from a spouse and you want to be able to ask those questions that you feel maybe you can't ask in other contexts, or maybe you've asked the defense member three times and you still don't understand the answer that they're giving you. You just want to be able to have a spouse explain it to you. That's right. And I had an example of that last week where someone was asking how to get recognized as a partner and I said to the partner like make sure your partner knows about this particular process internally when they go into work tomorrow they can open up the system they can save this I'm kidding you not There have been people that I've heard of that don't know about this thing, which actually talks you through how to get your partner recognized. And they have been in service for four and five years and are what you call an NCO. Maybe they've been an ADF member, but they haven't had a partner before. So they actually don't know what they need to do to have someone recognized, or they don't know the steps in getting a DHA house together. Like at different points, there's new things to learn, but there never seems to be this clear straight line that you need to walk down. It might be a different command team says this. It's just so confusing sometimes especially when you change command and if they haven't had the experience as well and it is something where you don't have the experience and that very much is a big part of our story before I needed to relocate and we'd been three years member with dependent unrecognized and then suddenly I needed to relocate overnight there was no entitlement to a flight for me to get on a flight that night to come down for surgery There was nothing in that time where anyone reached out to me as a new partner to say, okay, you're going to need a DHA property if your game plan is to stay here and be his carer during his rehab and medical upgrade. And this is how that process works. This is what DHA is. This is what a defense rental is. This is what happens when you get the key and you go in on the first day. This is who's responsible for pest treatment on that day. So if you walk in and you notice that it could use a spray because there's some major ants out the front. Maybe the property's undergone some renovations or gone through a storm or something and something's just not quite right. Who do you call at that point? So all of those things were things that we didn't know about. We didn't know how to navigate. And I remember like not only was my husband medicated after surgery and he was really groggy, but he was trying to find out this information. He was having to rely heavily on clerks. But then also, guess what happens to the clerks? If there's an operation and it's high tempo at the time, guess who's not around to help with those questions? People like you and I and so many others out in the community, they just happen to be mostly spouses because we have experienced it and we know what needs to be done. We're just trying to help so it makes it easier for the next people going through those challenges or people having to access those services. It's all about making it easier. That's right. Like I say to people, my story was through the dark, but yours doesn't have to be. If you can make life easier, like why not? It doesn't have to be a challenge if it doesn't have to be. Defence life already has enough challenges. That's right. Let's make it as uncluttered as possible. Let's throw out all that clutter. And one of the best ways to throw out that clutter is to throw out some information and communication. 
giving people clarity and confidence to navigate all of those different things that we've just spoken about. Why is that so important? How does that help? What does that do? And what does that give to defence families, defence partners, defence members? We definitely, as defence partners, defence members, defence families, we need encouragement. We need empowerment. We need support. We need resources. We need connection. But in my experience, to also have the struggle of being a defense partner normalized is immensely helpful. To be able to know that there's somebody who relates or somewhere you can relate and that you are not on your own, that puts a spring back in everybody's step. The flow on for defence partners and families feeling more empowered and supported and generally in control of what they can be in control of because we sometimes we don't have control of our lives because of the nature of the defence lifestyle. It can only stand to improve defence readiness, reintegration, all of those things that we've just talked about that are the challenging bits of defence life and ultimately sometimes have a flow on for the defence member wanting to leave the defence force or not being able to deploy or not feeling like their family or their spouse is supported and not feeling confident that they're getting the support and services they need. I believe education and organisation improves readiness, reintegration, well-being, and an efficient home command for both the service member and the family and partner. Because it provides a status quo and a peace of mind. It helps you to know when you have your ducks in a row and then I may might just have to pull out this bit of paper and that's going to tell me what I need to do. Now this is where I'm up to. I've copped a medical downgrade or I'm going to transition from service or I'm going into my first rental or I'm exiting my first rental. What's the bond clean need to be? To know that there's a status quo you can turn to at that point to be like tick, 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 tick. That just gives you peace of mind and confidence to tackle the next thing that's coming after that because you can throw that process away and you're on to the next one. And it just makes you so unencumbered. Things don't have to be cumbersome. Like we've just spoken about, you're going to be providing shareable, educational, easy to use, reliable resources, checklists, guides and organising systems for managing every aspect of defence life, which just seems like sign me up. That seems like a dream. If I can make anything in my life easier, I'm putting my hand up for it without giving everything away. Can you give us an exclusive about or let us know about some of what is to come that we may not have already touched on? Well, when I had that serious knock to the head and concussion incident a few years ago, that has spurred on the emergency readiness checklist. So that's coming first. Defence partners are the home command. And so there's checklists for making reintegration easier, along with postings and what to expect, blogs to checklists for tackling the move right through to medical downgrade and transition, templates and checklists developed 100% by me that don't currently exist but are needed, checklists that I would have liked to have to refer to when I was going through these processes and learning them. And you can see a snapshot of the resources page on my website and join the mailing list there to be notified as I drop them live for you to access. Like we said, the Home Post isn't just for new partners who might be experiencing all these things for the first time. Defence partners that have been around for a while that go through different challenges at different points or need a checklist for whatever they're experiencing related to defence life at any point in their spouse journey. Who is the Home Post for? 
if there's one thing I've learned as a defence partner, it's that the seasons and learnings keep evolving. So never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that the story I'm telling today would be the one that I would be telling. I didn't think that I would live married unaccompanied through a pandemic, become special needs, culminate in a fourth but different medical downgrade and injury for my husband. So there you go. The home post is for a spouse like me a spouse who is facing that fourth medical downgrade, but different medical downgrade. You've already been working for a couple of years in the background, building the home post, providing that one-on-one advice and support for people quietly in the background. But part of what you want to offer is formalizing that tailored support for people through something called phone a friend. Can you tell us about that? The phone a friend, phone a partner line. It'll be a telephone support service to help defense partners socially and with getting the support you need. So these virtual peer support sessions were done via video and phone during the COVID-19 pandemic when myself and other MWDU partners felt alone and at a loss due to extended separations from our members. It's also something I find routinely useful when I'm assisting new partners or any other partner for that matter with their questions about benefits, entitlements and processes. And now I want phone a partner to be there for any partner who is socially isolated and spending their weeks or special occasions alone, perhaps experiencing a difficult time such as a hospitalisation on their own, a relocation, a deployment, a medical downgrade or the transition. And you might just need a listening ear, a friend to chat to or some pointing in the right direction. And something like that when it's being provided by spouses who may have been through similar challenges or can just have that empathy and relate to what you're going through because they are a spouse themselves is just so needed. Yeah, and that's what it'll bring to you. You hit the nail on the head. It'll be empathy and compassion for defence partners when and as they need it. But it'll also be able to give you that encouragement and empowerment because if you need me to pull up Chapter 6 of Pac-Man and go through that with you, then I'm here to answer your questions on that because I know that that's a resource we don't currently have. As you said, Pac-Man is my specialty with navigating it. Um, I've kind of traded Pac-Man for the legal legislation and mumbo-jumbo I used to read. And I do have to say, as much as people might despise Pac-Man, I actually prefer it. Good for you because, like you said, not a lot of us do. So at least there's someone that we can call on that actually enjoys reading through that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, and I promise you, I'm bringing you what I could have used and have longed for as a defence partner. And I know it's what you could have used and what you've longed for as a defence partner. What would be the ultimate outcome of the Home Post this time next year? What update would you love to tell me? I'd love to tell you about the success of the Phone a Partner line. I'd love to be able to share some feedback with you about the resources and just how life-changing that will have been for people and keep following along because I'll definitely be giving some updates as I continue navigating this life that'll be raw, honest and relatable. When you say life-changing, for people that aren't in the defence partner space, aren't living defence life, they wouldn't understand how life-changing a checklist for moving or toll or all of those different scenarios within defence life could be because we've got enough going on in our life when we're moving every two to three years and leaving friends, being separated from family, all of those things that go along in the background of the stuff that we deal with as part of defense life. Your list and your processes and all that you're offering through the Home Post are absolutely going to be life-changing because they're going to help us navigate defense life. 
Yeah, and that's my hope is that this time next year I'll be able to tell you a head count on spouses who can sit there and hand on heart say my journey is no longer through the dark, including any new partners that have come on in that time. And I know that we'll connect with them through military life. So yeah, that feedback will not only be great for this initiative, but it'll be heartwarming for the whole community, I think. And people who aren't part of our community might see what's going on. They might hear some feedback about it and they might realise just what it is that we do go through. So Julia, where can people follow along and support the Home Post and start making use of all the stuff that we've just talked about that will be coming out in coming weeks, months? How can they get in contact? How can they stay across all that you're doing we have a facebook page called the home post there's also a instagram account called the home post au and in the bios on both of those pages there is a link direct to my website where you'll find all of the information that's been in the podcast today you can click through all the pages you can join the newsletter to be notified as things come online and go live But for now, you can start with trawling through the information that is there for you and then follow along. Obviously, you'll have seen this episode. So there'll be a few more posts coming up about this and the first release of our emergency readiness checklist. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Julia, and telling us about how you're going to solve all our defense life woes and challenges and help us make life that little bit easier. Disclaimer, please. I'm going to try to do that. Yes, disclaimer, disclaimer. I promise I'm going to try to do it. Um, (laughs) But thanks so much for having me and for always being a support for me. Beck, if it wasn't for military life, I probably wouldn't have had the balls to go live with an initiative like this. Oh, thanks, Julia. And I can't wait to see all of the exciting stuff that you have planned. Thank you. I so hope you were able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in this together. We are all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I am always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.militarylife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you. 